And welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. Thank you so much for supporting Spits and Suds. And joining me is two-time Stanley Cup champion, Craig Ludwig. Let's hit the intro. Yes. joins us on spits and suds what's going on big man i was trying to find my cancel button or exit how to (laughs) how to get out of this podcast (laughs) i I couldn't find it on here what is that were you playing that on your sony walkman (laughs) that was awful so (laughs) these are the deep dives i do on spits and suds so i was looking up different things and I just searched your name on YouTube, and a guy by the name of Christopher Newby wrote the Craig Ludwig song. And I was like, hey, I wonder if Craig knows about this song. Wait, and- now, is this the one that talks about the shin pads and yes. stuff like that? Okay. So three years ago, I believe it was three years ago, I, I want to say we were in Detroit with our U18 team. And from the back of the bus, I hear all this howl, and I and I heard the music. And again, <clears throat> you know, these guys, they bring their music with them and stuff like that. And they have a boom box that they bring and set up in the in their locker room when they're on the road, and like everybody did. Anyway, <clears throat> and all I hear is noise. I mean, anytime they play their the music that they listen to today is a joke. But anyway, so I can I'm very I'm I'm very good at tuning things out. I do that every week with you. So I am very good at putting things out. Come on. And and everything and now I hear all this laughing. And then Addie, our our head coach, looks next to me and he's laughing. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? He goes, Are you listening to this? And I said, No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I don't listen to anything they do. And all of a sudden I start listening to it. And I turn around and I heard my name. So that was the first time that I ever knew about it, heard about it. And then what I did is I I sent one of them gave me the link or whatever it was. And so I sent it to my kids, which was a one of my biggest mistakes I've made in years. And and so they would they would go off playing that all the time. And then I'd go over to their houses and they'd be playing it and their friends are all over and everybody's yeah. laughing at me. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not uh, it, it's not a top 10. That's for sure. So. <laughs> I mean, what an honor that there's a song about you on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I. <clears throat> I, one of my, I think, I don't know. I think it was one of my daughter-in-laws. They were trying to track down the dude that wrote it. Yeah. Uh, this obviously was done when I was in Montreal. Cause there's a, did you watch the video part of it? Yes. Just, that okay. was the best so, part. I urge all spits and suds fans to go on YouTube and YouTube the Craig Ludwig song, because there are some jewels of pics that you will see. Okay. Now wait, when you talk about pics and I, and I honestly, I don't remember, but is there a picture of me that would have been right after we end a solo picture where you're kind of kneeling down with the cup. Was there a picture in that one? Um, of that? 
I, the one that I saw was you had some great lettuce in the back and your kids were really young and you were kneeling oh, down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I just wonder, because there's a, there's one picture I, I've got it somewhere in the house here. And, and when people, you know, when they see it and they kind of dissect it, like, they're like, wait a minute, like, look at your skates. And what had happened is though that particular day that we took individual, we were back in Dallas or no, I'm mean, sorry. That was Montreal. We were back in Montreal and, um, you know, you, you go out and celebrate obviously after you win a cup and I literally got pushed on the ice. I couldn't, I didn't even have my skates tied in the picture. So my skates were on, but they were not tied. So it was just a little tip of how good a time we had the night before. Nice. All right. So yeah. as far as good times, because we had a great interview with uh, Brad Lukovic last week, and Luko, yeah, did ya? yeah, he was he was terrific, he was terrific. So, um, and I'll get to that if you want me to go there because there are some really interesting stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were <laughs> were you at that dinner where he walked out when he found out that his name wasn't on the cup? Um. Couldn't tell you. Okay. I, I don't know that story. I honestly, to this moment, I, I'm sure Luke and I have had that conversation at some point, but I don't remember. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know where the dinner was or, but boy, that'd be kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can look up the cut if you want and, uh, and play it for you. So yeah, basically he, he thought his name was on the cup. He didn't realize it until that dinner. Well, is that was that part of what the rules were at the time? Yes, absolutely. Had to play X amount of games in yeah. a regular season, or so many yeah. playoff yeah. games, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He told that story along with the uh, having to grab the cup at the bottom of the pool. So, <laughs> was that a rookie thing? Because he said Severn was a part of that too. Was what a rookie thing? As far as like, so the, 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 I knew the cup ended up in the pool. What I didn't realize was the cup stayed in the pool all night. It did not stay in the pool all night. Okay. All right. So I got to have you guys on together. That, you know how this stuff is. I mean, it, there's no way that it stayed in the pool. So when it, when it slipped a little bit and went into the pool, Carbo didn't catch it, but when it slipped a little bit and it went into the pool, um, it's obviously once it fills up, you know, because it's full of styrofoam or whatever it is inside and it gets a little heavy. And so it just sunk down to the bottom, which was kind of appropriate because on the bottom of Benny's pool is a big crown logo, crown royal logo. So it was, <laughs> it, was, it was nestled right into the middle of that logo. Pretty cool. So it but it did not stay there. It just wasn't really, you know, it, it, it was kind of cool at the moment. You know, I, I'm sure there were a bunch of pictures taken at in it and, you know, some of the talent jumped into the pool and they were taking pictures with it below them. It was kind of like a shark swimming around on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it, I mean, and, and really what we had to do, I, I, if I remember correctly, we had to almost roll it. We had to roll it back up into a little shallow water, but it did not sit there all night. No. Okay. All right. See, this is why you listen well, to spits and suds. It, well, no, it's just, it's everybody's, you know, when you're, it, that was, uh, what was that? 25? How many years ago was that now? 20, whatever it was. So, you know, you're cloudy the next day, the way it is. And then after years, it, you know how it goes. I mean, stories get embellished a little yeah. bit as the years go along yeah. and they get bigger and better than what they probably were. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's entertainment. Wow. Nice. So when you get inducted into the stars hall of fame, oh, will, yeah. will, 
which I'm going to push for, can we play that Craig Ludwig song as you're making your way up? And will I be with your family when you're being honored? And you say, you know, I'd like to thank Gavin for this. This is truly an honor. Yeah, all those questions right there, I'm not too concerned about. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Let's get you in the hall first, and then we can discuss that stuff. It makes total sense. Yeah, we'll all have a to-do list. <laughs> all right. So, 7-1-1 one, and one on the road, Craig. That's the best nine-game away start in franchise history. And what a weekend it was. And I wanted to ask you as far as how that affects team confidence and what goes through your mind when – you know when you lace up the skates, no matter what the case, you know, you have a great chance to come out of there with two points on the road. Well, I mean, everything, anytime you win, regardless of where it is, uh, who it is, um, the circumstances of is, is it three and four? Is it, you know, three games and you got five days in between? You know, all that kind of stuff is your, is everybody healthy? But at the end of the day, it's it's all a confidence builder. It's about going on the road. Um, and again, I've said this before. I mean, there there's there's fewer distractions when you're on the road, you know, and mainly, you know, family and kids and everything else that, you know, players uh, try to squeeze in on a daily routine and when they get back home. And, and I think a lot of times that's why, you know, everybody talks about coming off the road and you go on a road trip, you have a good road trip at that first game back at home that always seems to be a tougher game to play. And because again, you're catching up on lost time with families and, you know, getting things done that you weren't able to do when you were at home and things like that. And it's funny, everybody talks about that. And over the last, man, I don't know if it's 10 to 15 years, whatever it was, oddly enough, as much as they talk about coming back from home, when you get home, it's over 60% of the games you win at home. So I think there was made you know, more of, of coming home after a road trip than really what the numbers show. But, but again, at the end of the day, you know, it's nice because you build that confidence early. Um, You become a good road team and there are different ways to play home and away. I mean, you don't have the last change, which, you know, obviously falls into the coaches uh, decisions and how they deploy lines and in what, what time of the game and, you know, who's coming up next. And you're always, you know, there's always little matchups that you're trying to get certain players. I mean, and again, as you notice, regardless, if you watch the Minnesota game, you got number four that's out there against Kaprizov all the time, you know, and that matchup's a little bit more difficult because Dean Evanson in Minnesota would probably try to keep Kirill away from uh, Miro. But, and the same thing with lines, you know, they'll probably try to get, you know, their best checking line against, uh, uh, you know, the Pavelski line and, and Henson and, and Robo, which that's the good news right now about when you talk about road. Uh, when you look at numbers and stats and, and again, it's early and it doesn't really mean a ton. Um, but to me, we talked about this last time. It's it's the line of Marchment and, and Duchesne yeah. and Sagan. And not only that, then you have Ben and, and Wyatt Johnston, Dadanov. I, I mean, so you're the opposing coach. And if you're going through and you're looking and you're kind of going, okay, we gotta, we're gonna try to get our, our top line against this line, or what are we gonna do? We're like, wait a minute. And that's exactly what Jim Noah's going for. And and again, I don't 
I don't want to dismiss what what Smith has done, and, and you know Sam Steele's come in and been really good, and you know and and Radic. So that now you're talking about balance up front, and and that's why you can you can win on the road because matchup. Go ahead, match up. You know we're not too concerned. I mean, if you're trying to take away our our line, our more most dangerous offensive line with your best checking line, pick your poison. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons is because however you want to number your lines, one, two, three, or whatever, but, you know, from an offensive standpoint, and, and if you go down and if you look at, if you go hints, Johnston, Duchesne right now, the, the order is not one, two, three for me. Right. It's all, it's maybe one A, B and C. And it, and I, and I think that's what makes it nice for the coaches. They're like, okay, go ahead, match up against that line. We'll just send this line out next. We're good. You, you always like to see players develop, and I think we'd all be satisfied if we got another year that Wyatt Johnston had last year, but are you seeing things where his game has gone to the next level? Because it is truly remarkable the start he's off to. Well, he's a driver, and, and every line, for me, we, we try to, and again, I've talked about this before also, uh, you know, I think when, when you put lines together, you kind of get two guys you get a pair two of the three are a pair some you know chemistry whatever it may be speed passing ability passing scoring however you want to look and then you try to find the third guy to complement those two and but what Wyatt is and Duchesne and Rupe they're all drivers they're drivers of the line and and they what that that's my opinion. They drive those lines. Duchesne with his speed and his stick handling ability. Wyatt the things that he can do. Hints with his speed. They drive things. They drive it into the offensive zone. They create space for the other guys. And and when I mean you talk about hints. I mean with his speed that he goes into the zone and 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 then with Wyatt, you know, it, it hit for him. I think it's confidence. I mean he's gotten through that first year and kind of feeling it out and you know, all the tutoring he's gotten from living with Joe Pavelski. And I'm, I'm sure it's like a, you know, it's like classes in session when we get back home or in the morning before morning skate. And so all of those things that I believe that, that Joe Pavelski has been able to do, whether he is speaking with Wyatt on a regular basis or just Wyatt is watching how Joe goes about being a professional is all paying off. And, and of course he's got, loads of skill and he is no fear of going to the net and he makes the right plays at the right time. So, you know, again, the, the future is very, very bright for Wyatt Johnson. And, and again, not a big kid, uh, but in today's game, he's an effective one, but there, there is a, there's a lot of balance going on in, in the top four, regardless of who's in or out of the lineup for the stars. What did you think of the Harley hit that happened late in the second period? He didn't return. Um, yeah. And is that something, you know, similar to, I mean, it seems like ages ago where the icing rule changed and you had to deal with that throughout your career. And that has saved a lot of injuries as a defenseman. Is there something that can be done to prevent what happened to Harley? And it seems like so many others. In my opinion, no, because the game's so fast. Um, I don't look at 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 it as a dirty hit. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see it as a dirty hit. Um, may and and sometimes you you do have to put some responsibility on on the player that's going in first. I mean, did did Thomas see him? Did he understand you know what shoulder he was off of? Did he put himself 
in a tough position by going directly into the board? Should he have should he have kind of absorbed? Uh, I believe it was Duhame that 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 it was that hit him, but but should he absorb some of that initial contact where you can kind of slow up, you can keep him on your back, and you go in with maybe a little bit more control? Um, so you know, and again, I I think everybody just hopes that that Harley's fine. Um, I haven't heard any news on on if there was going to be any supplemental discipline, you know, here on. Maybe there was already something that came out and said Not that yet. there would be none. It's been a couple of days now. Yeah. So I would assume we haven't heard anything means nothing else is going to happen. Exactly. They've given them, you know, they went back and looked at it and, you know, they, they gave him what he felt should be the punishment. And you could um, see the I immediate could... frustration in his face. Like it yeah. wasn't, well, like, I know it it wasn't... Was, there was, in my opinion, yeah. there was no intent there to injure. I just, I just think it's a, it's, it's a result of the speed of the game. And, and you know what, here's the other thing. And, and this is, this, I mean, I'm, I've got the NHL channel and I'm just watching a hit from behind right now too. <laughs> it is just a two minute penalty. Um, <laughs> but, but if you go back in the day, you know, they, they've taken a lot of, they've, they've gotten really uh, tight on a lot of rules, right? And they've tightened yep. the hooking, the holding, the interference and all that kind of stuff. They, they've tightened up on that stuff because they want the game to be what the game is now, where speed and skill is on display. But back in the day, somebody could have held that guy up. You could have, I would have stepped in, if that was my partner, or it probably wouldn't be me going into the corner there with a partner, but if that was a forward going into there, somebody, one of our defense would have been over there and we would have slowed that guy down. We would try to buy a little bit of time um, for him to get, get to the puck. But again, you know, it's, it's tough now for players to even try to do that because they call everything, you know, everything that they see, it seems like on any given night, they're, they're calling an interference call or a little hooking or something like that. When you wish they could just understand, Hey, it's a fast game. We're just trying to protect our own. Right. So, you know, and again, I, I, again, it's, it's, it's a hit that happened. It's a, it's a tough one when, when Harley goes, I, I'm, do I, did I get it right? Do I remember right? Did he hit his, his cheek or whatever it was on the dashboard? Is that kind of where it looked like he hit? Yeah, it was kind of like nose cheek. Uh, it was, uh, but it wasn't on the glass. It was low enough. It was on right, the board. Yeah, so it was yeah, more on yeah, the dashboard. Yeah, yeah caught, that's, caught it under the face. That's mask. The spot usually where you get that and you're going to get a, a pretty good cut. And hopefully he doesn't have, like a, a fractured orbital or anything, you know, it's just a cut, you know, I, I hope I haven't heard anything, so I'm not really, I'm not sure. What well, it, as we, of- as we talk just a couple of minutes ago, the stars took the ice for morning skate and Thomas Harley did not come out for the skate. So no Tom, yeah, no so, Thomas Harley. So unfortunately what, what that would tell you, obviously he's not in the lineup tonight. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, and, and the other thing, I guess you, you don't rule out today is concussion stuff. I mean, yeah. it, it just seems like, all so often those things turn into concussion stuff. And again, that's a result of the speed and, and the way the game is. And like I said, I, hopefully it's, it's nothing to do because it, it seemed like it was in that cheek, higher cheek thing. I had it happen to me uh, years ago in, in Buffalo. And there was a, there was a player by the name of a Kale Anderson and he was a, he was a shorter player, but very stocky. And I had stepped up to hit him and, and, and he saw me at the last second, he just put his head down. And so I basically took his, uh, I took it the top of his helmet to my to my face and, and broke the orbital bone and which you, you I mean didn't do anything about it but but so you know now they're <laughs> it's a little different now now they <laughs> you know they're a little bit more cautious about injuries and things like yeah, that. yeah yeah and I do appreciate this it seems as though the stars team although they went in there and you know wanted <laughs> to protect their player at the same time you know they, they didn't wreak havoc so clearly you could tell that they knew that. 
you know, it's just one of those hockey plays. Unfortunate. Yeah. 